Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Swinging from the Hip, not the Driving Wall Show, no, Swinging from the Hip. As you can see, I've got my cricket jerseys up because I'm here I am, I've switched over to cricket. Unfortunately, Arshwin isn't available um, this week, week to host the show, so hence I'm stepping in um, to help out. Now, as we all know, I'm not the expert on cricket, but thankfully I've got a guy who has been involved in club cricket um, and played a lot as well, um, is still involved in club cricket actually, um, it's up in Auckland to join me. And that's Arun. How are you doing, sir? Good evening, Paul. Great, thanks. Yeah, I'm not sure about the experience uh, side of it in cricket, but hey, <laughs> we'll try our best. Um, obviously, Wait, you watch you watch a lot of cricket, don't you? Yeah, I'd say we're a, uh, definitely an expert on the couch. So, you know, I, I think that's the main thing that counts for quite a bit of experience. A lot of test matches of. Um, gone past these eyes from the couch so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yes so you, you've you've definitely signed up for the whole the old spark sports and um obviously we have a new and a new uh, well a new company covering it what, what have you thought of the spark sport coverage so far well actually paul i'm, I'm one of the um silent majority that have um are protesting and not signing up to spark sport <laughs> oh no <laughs> um as as a Sky Sports subscriber, um, and that, um, and I, you can't justify paying another twenty five dollars um, to to add in, uh, yeah, to watch cricket. So my cricket, um, international cricket this year, for, especially for New Zealand cricket and Black Caps, is coming through Rover Sports on the on the app or Crick Info through the internet. So and obviously a few um. Uh, let me say um, other sources that um, we have. Obviously, if you've got youngsters in the house who are able to able to say so you can watch cricket through other sources through the internet. <laughs> oh, dearie me, showing your age there. Oh, uh, I don't know if we can quite wait to say that. So I've tried to be <laughs> careful <laughs> how I phrased it. <laughs> well, Simon's been uh, checking it out with Sparksport. He's been happy. Um, with the uh, with the coverage it's been okay, and he thinks that competition is good. Well, yes, going competition certainly has made um, Sky step up its game in a number of areas. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk no. about the cricket then, um, and we missed last week, so we haven't covered the first test yet. Um, but boy, oh boy, um, the Black Caps really did get um, uh, get get the test season off to a uh, or test summer off to a good start there. 
um, uh, posting 519 for seven declared in their first innings. Um, a really good knock by Kane Williamson. Oh, look, yeah. Kane, you know, is just in a class um, above himself when you go through the batting order. The only other person in that batting order that, you know, could um, step up to the level of Kane is um, Ross Taylor, but he seems to be a little bit, not sure if he's a little bit out of form, but he hasn't quite clicked yet in the, um, unfortunately, in the test series. But, you know, we've had a few of the other batsmen step up around Kane and support him through that first test. And, you know, yeah, the Black Caps put up a um, great first innings total, which is, um, you know, what you want to do in your first innings is put up at least four to five hundred and put pressure back onto the um, the opposition. Um, and when you're sent into bat, that's just, you know, um, I think it's correct. Yeah, you know, I might be there, but I'm just trying to remember. But, yeah, I think we were sent in by the West Indies, if I'm correct. Yeah, so, yeah, fantastic way to, you know, great showing in the first innings. And as I say, what a, you know, the innings from Kane, the double century, was just pure class. Um, head and shoulders above, you know, the rest, the rest of the batting um, in either side, really. And you can see that with, with his test batting rankings and where he stands amongst the top batsmen in the world. Yeah, I mean, one of your comments there was that some other other players, apart from Ross Taylor, stood up to to, to join him in that first innings. Um, and that has been the criticism, hasn't it, of this black cap side, is that basically Kane Williamson bats and everyone else gets gets out around him, not providing those partnerships. And we did get a bit of a uh, a bit of an early scare with Will Young going um, for just five uh, before came uh, forcing Kane Williams um, Williamson in earlier than he'd want to. Uh, but uh, Tom Latham and himself put together. A uh, well, a, 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 a um, hundred and uh, what 154 um, yeah. runs and there, um, which steadied the ship. But, um, yeah, it's uh, that has been a problem, hasn't it? For this, 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 this all blacks, there's some all blacks, this black cap side, uh, <laughs> putting is 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 having someone to stick around with him. He can't do it on, he can't do it on his own, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, yeah, Tom Latham, you know, again, you know, he's a solid player and he's he's building himself a really good you know, reputation and his career is, you know, progressing well. He's one of the, I guess, more stable batsmen in that top top border now, um, you know, guaranteed of his position. Obviously, the other opening spot is a bit of a hit and miss at the moment. Um, Will Young obviously was stepping in because BJ Watling was out injured for the first test and Tom Blundell, who came in during the Australian series, um, was the backup keeper, so he dropped down the order, and yeah, Will Young came in. Um, Will Young has done well domestically, and that um, to me, it was a little bit of a look. Put it this way: a, a steady as we go sort of selection. Um, you know, if you really wanted to throw it out there, I I would have gone in with Devin Conway um, personally, and given him the opening spot. Um, to me, that's where I think personally the long-term um, next opener to partner Tom Latham sort of is, you know. Conway domestically has put the records, you know, through the wash washroom up here um, domestically. He came into the T20 series and he looked, you know, 
as comfortable as like he'd been playing all his time, you know, at international level. Um, and what a, would have been a great opportunity to um, debut him against the West Indies, who were unfortunately uh, not the West Indies of old and, you know, what we've been used to. <laughs> No, and so yeah, look, just running to that that that, that first innings batting lineup: Tom Latham with yeah. um, eighty-six, Will Young with five, Kane Williamson two hundred and fifty-one, Ross Taylor thirty-eight. But it was a, a nearly a ninety-run stand with um, Kane Williamson. Um, uh, Henry Nichols seven, Tom Blundell fourteen, Daryl Mitchell nine. So you can see 38, 7, 14, 9. Yeah, the, they weren't sticking around with Kane really. Uh, no. Took Carl Jameson who is more a bowler, really, let's be honest, um, with his 51 there, um, uh, a quick fire 51, and Tim Southie with 11. Um, you really you want you want the uh, higher-up guys sticking around with Kane, but um, still, 519, not to be sniffed at. Um, Kane Roach um, got three wickets. Uh, Shannon Gabriel did as well. Um, and then it was, well, that West Indies first innings um, was a bit of a mess, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. Um, Sort of blink and it was all over. 64 runs. I mean, a little more than the one day um, innings there, really. Top well, score. yeah, not even a T20 innings, really, is it? <laughs> well, well, 64 over T20, yeah, 20 overs, right? So at least in the yeah, one day, yeah. 50 overs. So um, a little more than that. Um, not helped by having um, Shane Dowrich um, absent hurt, um, clearly. Yeah. Uh, one batsman down there, um, their wicket keeper. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, you know, we can see. Um, just quickly, sorry, just uh, go back on Kyle Jamison there. Um, you mentioned his partnership with Kane. Kyle Jamison actually, when he came in, um, and a few of our viewers may be able to correct me, but my understanding, he was actually an opening batsman when he first came in. So batting was his number one, and then he got converted into bowling later on. So, look, there is a hope he could possibly turn into an actual genuine all-rounder for that team. Um, so, but, hey, let's, if we just note that down and we can have a little chat about that maybe later on my thoughts on where that could go. But let's, sure. if we carry on. Yeah. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. look at that, West Indies. I mean, uh, yeah, 26 was the top score with, uh, with, with, with John Campbell at the top of the order. And, look, Started out okay. I mean, an opening stand of 53. It's not uh, not fantastic, but it's not the end of the world either, is it? Uh, that's still uh, 26 overs. You've you've seen off the opening bowlers. Um, they, they've, they've kind of started their job at least. Um, yeah, look, with the way they started and that, with um, their opening partnership, when they, you know, coming in late on that end of that day, they batted through without the loss of any wickets and they put up a good score. One got the feeling, hey, you know, um, unfortunately, falsely, that West Indies were going to put up a good fight, you know, and when they came out to bat. But, yeah, look, there was a lot of, I guess, ill-disciplined batting. You know, test match cricket is about patience and occupying the crease and taking your time. It's, and it's it's a lot mental, you know, uh, and Mentally, you've got to be strong and be able to let the balls go and, um, you know, wait for the bad ball to come and you put it away and you score your runs. Um, the old saying that we had, um, you know, and we use, I guess, um, even nowadays um, when we're talking to the teams that I've been involved is, you know, 
give the first power to the bowlers of power and a half, right? And then you can make hay later in the day, you know? The, the runs will come, bowlers tire, and you get your opportunity to score your runs. But it's about that mental hardness to be able to, to, to sit it out and not lose patience. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of these batsmen these days just don't seem to have that, whether it's um, my favourite hobby horse, a lot of the ADT cricket, as I call it, the T20 and that, that's brought about this. Um, the need to entertain, as I guess is, you know, you'd see, um, and I'll talk about that from the cricket that I have seen across the Tasman, um, between India and Australia, um, and that, but um, yeah, look, yeah, but hey, let's not take it away from our bowlers in Bolte, South, Southey, um, Jamison, and Wagner. You know, what an awesome four, prang, uh, four pronged bowling seam attack that New Zealand have got at the moment. You know, we're, we're very lucky in that we've got three and, you know, one up and coming world class bowlers, seam bowlers. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you know. You've got to put the ball in the right place to take those wickets. And those guys on our green seeming wickets just know how to and you know, know how to use the conditions and exploit them to perfection. And obviously it was great that Seven Park is the home ground for three of the bowlers. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim Southey um, picked up four wickets uh in that first innings, and as you say, just the four bowlers are used. Um there. Yeah. Um, going on to the second innings then by the West Indies, uh, made, they were made to follow on. And uh, they made a better fist of it this time. Uh, well, the openers didn't, but um, with um, John Campbell going in just the second over. Um, but um, Jermaine Blackwood uh, managed, uh, along with um, um, Alzir Joseph, managed to stop the rot for a while, um, taking the score from 89 to 244, um, those two. Um, but... Um, when you see that they got all, all bowled out for 247, um, as soon as they, as soon as that partnership was broken, uh, it was um, it was all over. Um, Blackwood finished with 104, um, Joseph with 86. Everyone else, I mean, 12 was the highest score there. So um, extras came in as the third highest score. Uh, good old extras. <laughs> yeah, we good old extras there. Um, five bowlers used this time, uh, with uh, Daryl Mitchell joining the quartet to to bowl just three overs, but he did pick up a wicket. Um, there, yeah, it's um, yeah, made in this wicket. I, th I think that was when it um, picked up. Um, I think his his first attempt, um, unfortunately, was a no ball, and then the very next ball, he um, was able to do it again. Luckily for him, so say so a journey complete, nearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Wagner left led the bowling with four wickets this time. Um, and uh, as you say, not relying just on Southie to do it, another bowler steps up, and uh, it's, it's rotating that uh, that workload, uh, which is uh, which is good. All the anyway, fifteen overs by Southie, fifteen by Bolt, thirteen and a point uh, five by Wagner, twelve by Carl Jameson. That shows that the the captain has got faith in all four bowlers, hasn't he? And he's happy to uh, spread the workload out evenly. Yeah, look, I mean, what it shows, Paul, is that they work in unison as, as a team, as pairs, you know. Um, it's like you say, um, you know, sometimes the wickets are shared between them. Sometimes one 
you know, Southie picked up the, uh, the bulk of the wickets in the first innings and that. And, you know, just on Southie, you know, a lot of critics out there about Tim Southie and that and his form, etc. Always, you know, always people um, out there have an opinion on him and he seems to polarise people. But when it comes to the red ball and getting the job done, he's very consistent. I think... Um, He's getting close to that 300 wicket mark, you know, after the um, second test here. Just the, I think he'll just, if, once he reaches that milestone, just the third New Zealander to do that, you know. Um, and obviously, Bolt isn't too far behind um, in that. But it just shows that they're working as a unit, you know. And you've got different variations between them, you know. Bolt's obviously a left arm. Swing bowler, Saudi with his right arm. Um, Wagner, just his unique style that he has with um, the, the short ball and that. And then we've got the old Big Bird now, old Kyle Jamison, bowling him down for, uh, from above about, um, well, I guess once he gets his arm up there, probably coming from about three metres height. So... <laughs> He's using meters. I don't know how many feet is that. I don't know. I, I just if you're, <laughs> I, I can't. Um, I, I can't compute. Um, anyway, um, yeah, but you say yeah, and so that's important. Getting above the the uh, batsman's eye line, all that yeah. kind of stuff, is, is is kind of important. And whilst we talk about that more in spin bowling, it also does apply to to pace bowling as well. Um, the uh, oh yeah, the, look yeah, ball coming in from you know such a height. Um, you know, obviously he's going to get natural bouts, which is hard enough to deal with. But just trying to see the ball through in that split second that you have as a batsman is, you know, and he's, you know, moving it around a little bit. It's pretty awkward to play at. Um, and especially he's just, you know, he's bulked up over the um, off season or during COVID and that and he's just picked up a little bit more pace. So that's good to see as well. Um, it's always, you know, great to see these fast bowlers coming in and steaming in. Back in my day, obviously, when you're watching the West Indies, they had the fast bowlers and that. And boy, was that awesome to watch, um, especially to watch. You didn't want to be the batsman. <laughs> you know, easy from the couch to play them, I say. But, you know, well, some. Uh, um, so any, any other sort of comments on that first test match? Obviously, a obviously fantastic start. Um, unsurprisingly, Kane Williamson, the uh, um, player of the match with his uh, 251 in that first innings, uh, providing the bedrock of, of the foundation of this of this victory. Um, but uh, no, any I mean, other comments? Not really. I mean, what can you say? Um, you know, it was pretty comprehensive at the end of the day, besides the, in the second innings, that little partnership between um, our... Hazary and um, Blackwood, um, you know, besides their partnership, again, there was no substance um, to the rest of the batting, which is just a shame. Um, and it, it's disappointing, you know, Paul, to someone like me of coming from the past when you've watched such great, you know, West Indies batsmen as, you know, back in from our day, the, the, the Richards, Clive Lloyds, Gordon Greenwich's, uh, you know, Calatarans, you just name them, you know. Um, watching those guys bat was just awesome, you know. Um, but unfortunately, 
every dog has his day and let's face it as a black cats fan we can remember when we we're in that on the other side of those sort of hidings so nowadays you just go yeah let's take it boys you know it's payback time <laughs> no absolutely and yeah enjoy it while it lasts folks because yes the West Indies is a good uh, a good a good example as to why uh, yeah, it doesn't doesn't last forever. Um, another thing to um, another thing to to moving on to the second game or before the second actually, um, we had some fun in games. Um, then with Kane Williamson, was he going to play? Wasn't he going to play? Where was he? Was he on a flight? Wasn't he on a flight? Uh, a little bit of poor leadership there, wasn't it? They should have just made the call, I think, and said, "Look, spend time with where you need it, with your family," um, and. Um, and yeah, by, by bouncing it around like that, it, it didn't. It wasn't. Uh, obviously, the media had 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 lots of fun with it, but not really a good look for the game. Yeah, look, I I totally agree with you, Paul. You know, I mean, look, let's be. You know, I guess to me, it's been about that professional attitude. Hey, look, we know these days the players, you know, and family comes first, and you know, expecting your first child. Hey. His place was to be with his partner, you know, there beside her, looking after her, not having to worry about what's happening down in Wellington and that. And, you know, does, you know, to that, Michelle, were we that desperate to get him to play? Didn't we, can't we rely on our other batsmen to step up? You know, it is a team game. You guys, this is your chance. Come in and take the opportunity. Um so yeah, like you, yeah, it was a little bit of Mickey Mouse, is yeah, I'd sort of call it. But hey, it all worked out. So <laughs> it all worked what out. The end, yeah. Tom Latham, um, obviously, uh, uh, well, not obviously, Tom Latham took over the captaincy. Um, yeah, Will Young stepped down to three, and Tom Blundell came in to open um, instead. So basically, playing three openers, which was an interesting move. Sometimes that works. Sometimes the, the third opener um, sort of. Uh, because they're used to, they're not used to sitting around in the uh, in the pavilion. Yeah, um, they don't do so good when they come in. But um, yeah, I, I, I can tell you by your, your reaction, you, you weren't um, impressed by. It. You, you <laughs> didn't think that was the right choice. Yeah, look, I mean, as I said, are they? You know, any of those guys really openers? You go back to where they play in domestic cricket. Tom Blundell's a keeper for um, Wellington. He has he never opened the innings for them um in one day or two a uh, four-day cricket or anything uh will young i i'm with cd i'm not sure i think he's not he is number three there so that was okay that's fine um yeah so you know as my comment earlier i just think we lacking that one opening stable opening partnership and again it you know, I don't know how it reflects back on New Zealand cricket. Um, I'll take it back to the purest, simplest form to us in club cricket. Um, so if you've got your prem team and you lose your opener, you go to your second team where you've got your opener and you promote him and go, here's your chance, mate. You take it. Opening is a specialist position. Not everybody can do it. You know, you just can't take someone from lower down the order and chuck them in to open a to open you've got to have a special frame of mind to be able to open to me um you've got to be that more yeah 
tougher. You've got to be a bit more. It, it's specialist, you know. You've got to take that opening. You're going to, look, you've got to give it to the bowler. Sometimes if you put in on it, those green wickets, which we seem to produce um, here, um, the wickets about the same colour as your outfield, um, you know, the ball is going to do stuff. And, hey, you're facing world-class bowlers. They get it on the right spot, could be first ball, and you're unfortunately you may be walking back to the pavilion. Um, but that's the luck of the draw, you know. Some days you're going to have that at in the opening position. Um, and other days, you know, things will ride you ride your way. You'll play and miss, play and miss, and the bowler will get frustrated. But that's you know, that's just part of opening. But you as an opener, you've got to be able to ride through that. And get on, you know, play it, the old cliche, I guess, ball by ball. Just switch off in between balls and walk away. But as I said, no use going on about that. We, <laughs> The selections were made and the guys... Yeah, they, they, Tom Lindell, though, he obviously only had one chance, but um, scored 14 off 19 balls at a yeah. strike rate of 73. That's good if you're, if you're lower middle order, right? At strike rate 73. <laughs> it's not a strike yeah. rate as an opener right as you say give the bowler that first hour don't 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 go don't chase the ball only hit yeah. it when it's available and leave absolutely everything else now i as you say i didn't watch it but um to score 14 off 19 you've not left very many let's be blunt um <laughs> no and obviously it depends on where the bowlers are putting the ball if the ball's here to hit you know you still got to take the runs on offer and yep that's obviously what he did you know, as I say, Tom Latham is developing into, you know, he is developing into a, it's, I don't know if we can quite go there, but into a world-class opener for New Zealand. You know, I think he's scored, um, I think, eight centuries at now opening in that. And so he's, you know, he's he's getting up there with some of the top openers that New Zealand have had, you know, realistically speaking, if you look into the past. Um I think the only one that may be above him would be John Wright. So, yeah, look, he's fashioning a great record um, in that, and he's, he's, you know, becoming one of the senior pros in that team. Yep, um, and seeing that as he became captain. But I mean, yeah. you know, um, Gabrielle had a decent, had a, had a really good start to this to this innings, um, taking yeah. um, taking Blundell, Young, and Taylor, um, and. Um, with the help of um, Holder also taking uh, Tom Latham, they reduced uh, New Zealand first off to 78 for three and then to 148 for four. And you thought, this is a, yeah, look, the West Indies are in a decent position at this point, um, even potentially at five for 203. Um, but uh, yeah. then, but Nichol, Henry, Henry Nichols um, stuck around and scored 174. Um, and then, um, Various players sort of stuck in with him for a while, and Watling with 30, Daryl Mitchell with 42, Jameson with 20, Southie with 11, Wagner with 66 was the main one. But yeah, they they all stuck around just for long enough that the, 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 the score grew and grew. Yeah, look, they, they stuck around with Henry Nichols, and Henry Nichols, well done, you know, uh, good innings, long overdue. Um, in between drinks, he was the other batsman that people were, you know, I guess the public. Uh, not sure about the selectors themselves, but the public was looking at him going, well, he hasn't scored runs, you know. His position must be shaky. Um, but, you know, he's come through and 
put together a good innings here of 174. Obviously, helped by the sloppiness of the West Indies in the field. The amount of drop catches um, was just terrible, you know, um, and catches that should have been taken. The old saying, you know, catches win matches. Well, in that first innings, yeah, um, New Zealand's only innings. Um, <laughs> you know, if those bowlers had been supported, he did bowl, you know, Gabriel and um, Holder and them guys. I mean, they those guys bowled their heart out and they used the wicket really well and that, and they were host, you know, showed a bit of hostility, which is great, but the catching was just terrible um, for international cricket standards by the, the, the you know, the West Indies. Um, yeah. Um, if, as I say, if some of those catches had been held, I can't remember how many chances uh, Nichols had, but, you know, I'm sure there would have been totally different outlook on that first innings. But, hey, that's the way the, the old Cookie ball goes sometimes, yeah, and you <laughs> drop ball goes and you go, you know, again, you go with it, don't you? So this time, no, New Zealand weren't able to declare. They scored 460 uh, in that yeah. first inning. Um, three for Gabriel, we said at the top of the innings, um, but then uh, couldn't add to them. Uh, Joseph took three, uh, mainly in the lower order batsmen, um, Chimar Holder, two, not to be mixed up with Jason Holder, um, mm. and then who didn't get any actually, and Roston Chase, who picks up two as well. So, yeah, the wickets were shared around um, uh, between the batsmen, sorry, between the bowlers. Bowlers, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Five views uh, in that one. Yeah, just sorry, while we, before we carry on, Paul, just a special mention with um, Neil Wagner there, um, playing in his 50th Test match and 66 not out. Um, you know, now basically all of our lower order or our top class bowlers there have scored 50s in uh test matches, you know. And Wagner with a 66 off not many, so many balls, um, as you say, with Henry Nichols took all the pressure off Nichols at one stage there, um, what playing that innings, um, just but, you know, his 50th match. What can you say about the? Guy um, Neil Wagner, you know, he's had to he had to work hard to get into the team. Obviously, coming from South Africa, he had to sit out and do the qualifications and you know qualify for New Zealand. But now he's all heart, and you know that guy. You just got to admire him. You, you, he'd, if he had the chance, he'd bowl all day. You know, <laughs> you just you'd have to rip the ball out of his hands. If, you know, it, that's just one huge determined determination and heart and he's giving all for his adopted country i guess you know um as to say so you know all kudos to to wait to wags uh, neil wagner you know and especially his bowling um which you know we can come on to i guess and go to the west indies batting yeah <laughs> as well, batting then. <laughs> and then again in that first innings uh Blackwood, the only one to show any kind of resistance with with a, with um, 69. The next highest scores were John Campbell and Samara Brooks at 14, um, and no one else got into double figures. Uh, five for um, Carl Jameson, five for Tim Southey uh, in that one. So Wagner, in this case, 12 overs, 26 runs for no wickets, um, and Tim Bolt, Trent Bolt, no wickets either. Um, but as you say, bowling as a, uh, as, as a team, just yeah. uh, Southie and Jameson just uh, ran through the uh, ran through the, ran through the well the the, the batting lineup. 
Yeah, well, I think that, you know, obviously Southie grabbed, I think, yeah, he grabbed a few of the top order, and then it was just the Kai Jamison show, wasn't it, in between there. Um, his first five-wicket bag um, for New Zealand. And, boy, this, you know, and this is only, oh, gee, I think he's only had a handful of test matches, and he? he only came in last in the last season against India. And tell you what, talk about making a mark on the, on the game and the test in the biggest arena. Um, this guy's done it, you know. Um, as I say, um, I stand to be corrected, but actually originally a, a bat's opening back. <laughs> um, but turned fast bowler now, and, you know, he's he's getting better and better, and yet he's getting, you know, the amount of um, investment in him and the knowledge he's gaining by being around Bolt, Southie and Wagner is just, you know, wow, that must be just great for him. And you can just see how he's, even from when he first came in against India, how he's improved in that. Um, so, you know, how much better he can get, who knows? Um, but, Jesus, yeah, just. Only, only four test matches so far. Um, yeah. With, uh, But he has, as you say, he's scored 50, he's scored a half century, 51 runs. Um, He's never scored a first-class century, so I'm, I'm, I'm a bit sceptical about this uh, being an opener, or if so, it was a long, long time ago. Um, hey, there's a lot of openers out there who didn't score centuries, you know. <laughs> not, not, not that make it to test level. Um, <laughs> if you play first class, if you're playing first-class cricket, you should have scored at least one century as an opener. Um, I, opener. I, I don't think he played. I don't think he opened that sort of first-class level, but when right. we came first in the at sort of club level in there, I'm somewhere around, yeah, it was somewhere in between, around there where he sort of converted from batting to bowling. Um, so I'm just not sure exactly. Now, I, cl clearly this is helped by by the not out, uh, but um, they do say the sign of the the, the sign of a of, a, uh, of an all rounder is that they're batting. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Average is higher than their bowling average, um, <laughs> and uh, as I say, it's helped by the fifty-one, not out. Uh, yeah. But uh, look, currently, Carl um, Johnson's bowling average is four. He's taking a wicket for fourteen and fourteen point five five. That's an amazing bowling average. Now, he yeah. is not going to keep that. The, the Great West Indies bowlers they got below twenty was considered a very good average. So clearly, he's. Um, uh, look, having had four tests, I think all of them in New Zealand on um, on, on on green, 
um, on, on, on green wickets uh, on home yeah. conditions. The real test will come when he goes up, goes overseas, plays with a different type, different ball, a different style of wicket. But even so, look, 14, 15, 14.55 average for bowling is, is is extremely good. Yeah. Um, batting average of 54.66. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think, was that in the first test um, against India last season? I think in his first innings, he nearly, I think he got about 40-odd, wasn't it? So he nearly, he just missed out on his half 50 there, but obviously he's done it this time around against some West Indies. So, yeah, but obviously, you know, as you say, in the team to, to bowl and, um, you know. Um, but yeah, but as well. said, at the moment, yeah. if, he's, if he's scored a 40 and a 51 um, in his four innings, yeah. look, you're going to say, yeah, um, he's yeah he's in with a shout of, 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 of claiming that, um, that title of being a, a real all-rounder. So, um, as I say, the, the, the sign of a very good all-rounder is your batting average is higher than your bowling average, um, and we'll see yeah. if he can keep that going. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. Um, West Indies so second innings. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, moving on to the second innings then, um, and the West Indies made a much better fist of it here um, The with them uh, scoring. Uh, they scored 317. Uh, look, all but three batsmen got over, got, got in double figures, which is a good start. Um, and you can't really blame Gabrielle, who's coming in at eleven um, for for getting out for naught. Um, that's that, that tail end as you're you're allowed to. But um, yeah, um, John Campbell finally uh, got some runs on the ball with sixty eight. Uh, he he top scored. Um, Holder also picked up a half century with sixty one, and De Silva the the uh, also got a half century with fifty seven. So Jason Holder that is not Shima Holder, um, and Joshua De Silva also got 50, uh, half century with fifty seven. So look. When you add into that the fact that Braithwaite got 24, Brooks got 36, um, Azriel Joseph 24, a lot of bats making the start, but just not pushing on to that big score, uh, yeah. which is what uh, which is what you've got to do really, isn't it, at this level? Yeah, that's yeah. Look, I mean, in test matches, you've got to have a couple of guys or a few guys, you know, just moving on and getting that. Once you get those starts, you've got to convert them, um, you know, and that's what test cricket is about getting in there and being able to convert your starts. Once you've got you into your 20s and your 30s, you know, unless the wicket and the weather conditions have changed dramatically where, you know, the bowler's hooping the ball around, you know, swinging the ball around or whatever, you you as a batsman, once you get into that 30s, that should be converted to a 50 at least. And once you get 50, you know, you think um, you should be able to go on and complete this the century um but easy again easy to say from us sitting here on the sidelines and in the couches but guys at this level net caliber that's that's what you expect of them um that's what they should be doing yeah a couple of things we, should, we missed out so in that first test that was willie young's test debut and um, we should yeah. point out this one it was uh chima holder and joshua de silva's test debuts for the west indies um De Silva getting that half century, 57, as, as a wicketkeeper. Um, Chima Holder um, picking up uh, a couple of wickets. So, look, uh, two, de two test debutants there. Um, hopefully that builds a bit of depth for um, for the West Indies. I mean, I'm trying to find some silver linings here to, to what is a very, very dark thundercloud. Um, yeah, I think it was a few bets. Just for fine innings is not a, is not, um, yeah. it's not a good it's not a, it's not a good result. Now they've got a few guys I think maybe that didn't come over 
Um, I'm not sure, but I think they opted out of the tour or there may have been injuries. But, you know, I mean, again, yeah, look, yeah, West Indies, they, you know, like you thought things were turning around last season when that, um, when they played England and they got that, I think they competed, they beat England in the first test, I think, over there, wasn't it? But then England came back in games two and three and beat them by, I think it was actually just this year, isn't it? Because of COVID when they did yep, that. This year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing right. how, how getting, getting locked in your health changes your perception <laughs> of time. Um, it's it's long, yeah. Probably, <laughs> um, but there you go. Um, so, yeah, look, you know, hopefully they, yeah, they learn and they can build on it because there's nothing more than, you know, us cricket purists or fans enjoy this, is, you know, you want to see a strong West Indies teams because, you know, guys, as I say, like me, you go back a few years and that and you think of the great West Indies teams and that of the past and that and you just want them to, you want to, and, you know, because of their mannerisms and their way, you just want them to be, you know, that more competitive and, you know, get get back up to that level where they were. Um, and, you know, even, I guess, <laughs> um, the little bits I did see, uh, oh, well, I think um, one of the commentators that um, I saw interviewed, Mark Richardson of Spark Sport, you know, he was going on, we want to see a competitive series. You know, you want to see a test match, maybe go to that five days, that last I don't know. Do we want to see it go into the last hour when you're looking for that last wicket? Oh, being there, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> look, you, you look we've, got, we've got to be happy with, with how uh, Black Caps are played. But yes, you do want a more, more competitive series than this. And yeah. hopefully um, Pakistan one will be. Um, just to round off the bowling then, uh, Tim Southie with a couple, Trent Bolt with three, Carl Jameson with two, and Neil Wagner with three. Um, Darren Mitchell, um, four overs in this one. Um, for no wickets, uh, I guess from the of those four bowlers, um, obviously we had Southie, Carl Jenison both getting um, fifers during this series. Uh, Neil Wagner got four wickets in innings. I guess Trent Bolt with just five wickets in the in the two Test matches, perhaps um, the one to miss out and uh, uh, it, 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 this time, um, uh, I guess yeah in, the, in this series. Yeah, look, I mean, that's the way sometimes things go, isn't it? Um, as a bowler, you may be bowling just some brilliant, unplayable balls, but unfortunately the batsman ain't good enough to get an edge to it or <laughs> you just miss the wickets by a whisker or whatever. But as you say, it's they've been performing the bowling as a bowling unit and the wickets, you know, you can see have been shared around there. Um, as I say, um, with um, bolt. Southie and Wagner, I mentioned, you know, they're all above 200 wickets um, each. So, you know, it just shows as a bowling unit what sort of force they have. They are, all, you know, they have become. Um, and, you know, now we've got young Jamison coming in um, into that. And there's, you know, there's other guys and domestically who are queuing up. Um, and putting pressure on these guys, which is just great, New Zealand cricket. You know, when have you been able to say that? Um, God, not many, not not a lot that I can ever remember. It, it used to be, yeah, there was just see you and Chatfield from one end, and uh, <laughs> so Richard Hadley from the other, and that was it, isn't it? 
Um, well, yeah. <laughs> the uh, player of the match in this one, uh, Carl Jameson, player of the series. Uh, so great, uh, so Carl Jameson, yeah. Um, sorry, only played four test matches and now becomes a player of the series in a two test match series. So well done to him. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the time. We've spent way, way, way longer than I thought we were going to on this. So we, we need to we need to get moving. But the one, sorry, no, not at all. It's been great chatting. Um, the um, I've enjoyed it, even if the uh, even if the viewers haven't. Who cares? Um, <laughs> the, um, so don't, actually, folks, we um, we do appreciate you you're watching, and listening. Thank you so much um, for that. Uh, do share it with your friends. Let people know. Uh, about New Zealand Sports Radio. Also, if you'd like to become a supporter of New Zealand Sports Radio, you can do um, over at um, patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio. Um, there's a dollar a month you can become a supporter and that gets you access to exclusive videos and articles as well. Um, but before we move on to the T20s, uh, there is one other hole in this New Zealand lineup really that uh, you talked about pre-show um, and really it's, when you see um, Daryl Mitchell coming in uh, and bowling just a what, less than a handful of overs, uh, they really, they, there is there is a lack of a spinner, isn't there? Yeah, look, I mean that's my bugbear with this team. Um, where is your, you know, where is your spinner? Um, and when I say spinner, I, want, I actually want a spinner, someone who tweaks it. You know, um, I know nothing bad against um, Mitch Satner there. But he's not really a, a, you know, a tweaker, someone who will turn, make the ball bite and turn. Um, though, again, it comes down to the wickets, isn't it? Um, when you've got green wickets, how much encouragement does that give? You know, are you encouraging spin bowling in that, in the country? It, you know, where is our next world-class um, spin bowler, whether it's a lead spin bowler, an off-spin, whatever? Um, you know, obviously Ajaz Patel is there in the background, um, but he's been injured. But again, would he have played? Would you have played him on these what on these green tops? You know, it, it, it it's you know, there's a there's a little question that needs to be, I guess, can be um debated, talked about, but just one that I think we should leave open and say what's New Zealand cricket doing to develop that next spin bowler um in let's say you look through domestic cricket and that you, you don't i don't think you see it there you know you don't see the options yeah it's definitely missing there uh so yeah we'll leave that one as an open question mark where is new zealand's next test spinner um yeah. having a quick um yeah we'll, we'll just scoot over this one quickly but uh the west indies so the, the new zealand a played the west indies a in two unofficial test matches um, the first one out at Mount Monganui, New Zealand A by one by innings and 143 runs. Um, Romario Shepard lowered down the order, scored 133 for um, for, the, for the West Indies. Um, yeah, top uh, an opening stand of 224 really set things going for New Zealand with Glenn Phillips and Tim um, Selfert um, scoring 136, 111 respectively. Um, amongst um, the uh, Bowling then for um, uh, for for the uh, oh, I'm blank now. Anyway, um, so comfortable win there. Also then with the um, the second test down in second unofficial test down in uh, Nelson, New Zealand A beats uh, Western New Zealand by 101 runs in that one. Um, 
Bracewell, um, Ravindra, both uh, picking up uh, big, big centuries. On the bowling side, I think six um, wickets for Doug Bracewell again. Um, so uh, yeah, so doing do, having a good um, a good series there. Um, and then uh, again in the second innings, um, six wickets there for for Ratchin Ravindra. Uh, so um, good result so, for the New Zealand days as well. Yeah, yeah. Look there, um, New Zealand day. Yeah, I mean the depths again is you know we're saying well building great depths. The one, you know, I've asked a question about the spin bowler just before there, Ra uh, young Ravi Rachindra, um, who was an opening batsman, but I noticed he played in the middle order um, in that second test match, scored 100. Um, but he also, from what I, my quick, uh, quick brief glance at the scores today, I think he picked up, a, was it four, was it four wickets or five wickets? No, six six wickets oh, in the second in the second yeah. inning. So yeah, now now he's a spin bowler. He is actually a spin bowler as well. Um, but he's only I think he was in the New Zealand under nineteen team that went to the World Cup. Um, so he's a young fellow making his way, um, learning to apply his trade domestically. But um, and that was I think his second only his second uh, first class century that he's scored. But um, the Obviously, New Zealand cricket have spotted a talent there and they are keeping a close eye on it. Um, the other bowler, I think, that was in, the spinner that was in there was Ish Sodi, um, uh, uh, sometimes black hat and leg spinner. Um, you know, there's a guy I sometimes feel maybe has been a bit hard done by um, by the selectors in test matches. Um Obviously, again, it comes down to the wickets and that. The thing with spin bowlers is, well, especially league spin bowlers, is they need a lot of overs under their belt. You know, these guys learn by bowling. It, it's it's by amounts. You know, they've got to get their the numbers and the, the overs and the volume, um, and that's where they learn. And yeah, I tell you, um, you know, I may not have Spark Sport, but I've obviously I've got Sky and. As I mentioned pre-chat, I'm watching a lot of India and Australia um, cricket. And I tell you, one of the things I'm really, you know, I hate to say it, but the commentators, the Aussie commentators, the, the ex-players, the Shane Warnes, uh, the Gold Chris and these guys, their commentary is just one level above ours. You know, you listen to Shane Warne and him going through about bowling and over, bowling the getting revolutions on it and how to spin it and oh some of the stuff that you just is gold you know these young fellows should be just listening to it you know and you've got the adam gilchrist and that with the batting and the techniques and describing how the bats are oh, it's yeah as i say to me well i guess a bit of a cricket nutcase or a purist but <laughs> um you know that's that's the thing i love um you know, and you get in the test matches, you get time for that sort of commentary from the players and that, you can learn so much more. Um, to me, yeah, test match cricket, never, never boring. So, yeah, so um, Ravindra, um, uh, 21 at the moment, um, Ish um, uh, Sobi uh, at uh, 28, you know, start wondering, um, has, 
yeah, will, will they start looking at a younger guy? We'll have to wait and see. Me, but spin bowling. Look, you can you can bowl quite. Uh, uh, it doesn't take the toll on the body in the same way that um, that pace bowling does. So maybe Ish has got a uh, has, uh, has has got more more years in him. We'll see. Um, moving on then. So this Friday, um, we have uh, the first T Twenty against Pakistan, and the second one is on Sunday. Um, uh, yeah, I would say we're, we're already running out of time for the show, but uh, any, uh, I, I guess, look, Pakistan thought about pulling out of the um, uh, of the whole tour when uh, they had some issues in their first uh, during um, quarantine, six players tested positive for COVID during that time. Um, they weren't allowed to practice when it's into um, isolation, not just the normal level of, uh, of quarantine. Uh, so yeah, look, they, they've done it tough um, to get this far, uh, have, haven't had as much practice as they want to. Um, but um, yeah, it's good they stuck around and uh, did it for the fans, as they say. Um, it would have been an international incident. We were talking about the number one sport in Pakistan that's been blown yeah. here. If they pulled out, it would have been yes. It, it's uh, questions in Parliament would have been asked, I think. Yeah, look, Paul. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of obviously uh, comment in the papers and stuff, you know, about their time in isolation or and that. And, stuff like that but hey let's move on the only thing as i say about pakistan the only thing predictable about pakistan is the unpredictability you know you just don't know which team is going to turn up on the day and you know as new zealanders don't we know about it you know how many times uh, let's go back to the world cups how many times have they come out in the world cups and you know the form's been up and down all over the place come up against the, the black caps and what happens Hey, presto, they all of a sudden everything they touch turns into, you know, gold, Midas touch. <laughs> so, hey, yeah, yeah, you can't, you know, I mean, Pakistan have had some great fast bowlers, as we know, in the past. They've had some great batsmen. So you just don't know what, what you're going to get from them. Um, uh, yeah, like a bag of licorice, all sorts, isn't it? But... <laughs> so you, you had a couple of comments you wanted to talk about the, um, the black cap selections for these T20s. Yeah, I guess so. The big one about the big, you know, they've named two teams for the T20. There's one for this Friday, um, and then the team changes for the next two games. But the biggest, I guess, change or the omission is um, Ross Taylor from the T20 teams. Um, I guess I saw an interview with Gavin Larson, one of the selectors, and they've gone, you know, they're trying to go out of their way and saying he's not, he hasn't been dropped. Um, but let's face that, he. He has been, um, you know, when you're not, if you're not picked, you drop. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's pretty simple. Um, and he's been through this before, and then they've had to pull him in. Um, and as I've said, look, he looked all out of sorts in the the, the um, one the T20 games that we saw against the West Indies, didn't he? Um, he hasn't quite fired against the in the Test matches as well yet. Um, so it's a chance to blood some up, up and coming, you know, test our strength, you know, with Phillips and Conway, we saw against the West Indies, wow, you know, what performances they put in there. Let's see, okay, give them another go, see how they go. Um, obviously, we've got the T20 World Cup coming up uh, in India. Um, I think it's next season, isn't it? So um, next year. So, you know, you've got to build depth, and this is the way we – you know, obviously you got to do it. Someone's unfortunately got to miss out. Um, and I'm a huge, you know, 
admiration and that for Ross Taylor. You know, I'm a big fan um, of him. So, yeah, it, it's it's sad, but, you know, we think, is this now the exiting of Ross Taylor? Is, you know, shall we put it, um, you know, the years are getting on and that. Um, who knows, you know, it's time for the guard to change. So let's see what happens. Um, the first game is on TV1, which is three. <laughs> the, the, opening, the opening game of each series is on TV1. So, um, yeah. so folks, you can catch that um, one on Friday. So please, please do so. Um, and then the second one on Sunday. Then we'll also bring you results of those during the morning sports briefing every, every week that comes to you at 7 a.m. every single morning. And also... Don't forget, we'll be back with them uh, swinging from the hip, but we'll talk about, obviously, those two games next Monday. Um, the uh, Where should we go next? Actually, one thing we should touch on before, actually, we, we go is the um, uh, is that uh, is that New Zealand have become number one in the world rankings for oh, um, test cricket. Uh, not quite. We're first oh. equal Australia. We were just slightly behind them. In the points, it was about a point one or something of a point <laughs> difference. <laughs> but you know, hey, whoever thought, would have thought it in my lifetime of watching Test cricket, you know, New Zealand ranked amongst ranked as one of the well first equal place in the world. Um, and you know, depending on how we go against Pakistan in the Test series against them, um, there's every chance we could. You know, end up playing the Test um, Championship final at Lords, the home of cricket, um, next season um, against um, maybe Australia or India. Um, it looks like um, those are the two favoured countries to to be. You know, to also to have a chance of getting through. Um, obviously, they play each other this summer, so that's gonna. Um, Points are going to go which way points go, we'll see there. Um, Aussie should be favourite on their home soil, um, and that, but we'll see. But yeah, imagine going back to Lord's Pool and having to play in a final. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> hope it's not decided on boundaries. This must be just home test matches, but I think the last time New Zealand lost a home test match was against South Africa back in 2017 on the 16th of March 2017. So uh, down in Wellington. So look, that's a fantastic run all the way through 2018, all the way through 2019. Yeah, I think it's about 15 in the, in the row. Or... At home or away? Or, or in yeah, 15 matches at home, I think, is they have one in a row, I think. Well, no, there's been a few draws in there. So there was a draw against England last year in Hamilton. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, a couple of draws. That, yeah, it's uh, and there's a cancelled game against quite Bangladesh and Christchurch. So, look, there's been there's been a few games that um, haven't uh, uh, that um, but it hasn't been all wins. But still, to have not lost one, um, yeah. like 16 tests ago, so they lost a test uh, was still very very impressive. Um, other things we need to touch on before we go. Uh, you've, you've 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 touched this a few times now, but um, Australia versus India, the test the test series is about to start. Yeah, so the first test, Aussie and um, India, starts on Thursday. And, you know, that's shaping up as really interesting series. Australia are having a struggle with their openers at the moment. Um, they've got a, quite a few guys out injured. Um, Warner and that, and that's made out of form. Um, 
one of the young guns that was meant to be coming in he got knocked over um i think it was in the warm-up game and that and he's out with concussion um and that's it's an interesting um little chat that we can have about concussion and cricket as well um but it's he's had that issue a number of times now his name um the opener the young guy who's meant to be an up-and-coming talent there paul Kowalski. might not got the pronunciation right but <laughs> um yeah so um they've got a few selection headaches over there in the opening role joe burns has been out of form in that india um yeah i'm i'm not sure where india are at actually um i've been watching a, they've been playing australia a in a warm-up game in that house um i think the first test is, is actually a day night test match because they were playing with a pink ball in the warm-up the warm-up game um, well, it was a day night game yes yeah so that's that in itself, it's going to be interesting. I think Mitchell Stark is out, the king of swing over there um, in the test matches um, and that. So, yeah, I, it's going to be an interesting series of save. Um, I think Virat Kohli plays in this first test match and then he's off home on paternity leave as well. Um, his wife is expecting. So how will paternity India perform? Leave. Uh, paternity Paternity <laughs> Yeah, his wife's having a baby and he's going home. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, how is India going to perform without, you know, Coley there to drive them in that? That's going to be a really interesting thing. Steve Smith, is he going to be in this, the form that he's sublime form that we saw in the one-day games, you know? Is that going to carry on? Wow. You know, what a question this. Is he a potential captain again? <laughs> oh, dearie me. Get that sunpaper out. Head down to head down to Bunnings. Obviously, they don't have my ten over there. Otherwise, I say head down to my ten. Um, but there you go. Um, but um, the so yeah, so we'll keep up to speed with all those results from those games. Uh, say at, in the morning sports briefing, and we'll discuss that more next week on the swinging from the hip. Yeah. Um, the it looks like to, on Wednesday I will be at I'll be heading up to Auckland for Parnell versus Grafton in the uh, club 2020 um so look out on our facebook page new zealand sports radio for post-match interviews with the players and coaches um and uh, potentially other videos from those games we might be have a, we might have a pre-game uh, little chat and also perhaps a, a change of innings chat as well so look out for that um, i'll let uh, let you all know how that goes um you'll probably yeah. be out at kumu for their game this, uh, yeah, this um, I, yeah. wednesday We've got our office Christmas party on Wednesday, so I'll, I'll see how um, <laughs> how we are there. Um, but I think there's also um, on Sunday there's a double header of T20 games um, in Auckland Club cricket. Um, so that'll be um, obviously at the moment we've got um, the the club crickets have gone into one day in T20 mode, um, like domestic cricket here in New Zealand. You know, we're into the um, the Ford Trophy, which is the one-day competition, and we've got the Super Smash starting. I think we just said about the twenty-fourth one of December. Yeah, the twenty-fourth December will have the uh, Wellington Blaze versus the Auckland Hearts, followed by the Wellington Firebirds versus the Auckland Aces um, on the twenty-fourth uh, of December at the Basin Reserve. So, um, 
uh, the first game kicks off or first kick doesn't kick off it's cricket the first game starts um, <laughs> at 10 past 10 in the morning the second game at uh, at um, 1 40 p.m um so that's yeah thursday 24th of december um get uh, those uh, uh christmas eve game games in uh, it should be a cracking time to sit in the sunshine have a few beers and uh, and watch some uh, watch some good cricket yeah look i mean if if you're you know obviously people um workplaces should be maybe um breaking off by then and that so get down to your local grounds and watch um some of this t20 you know um i'll try and get to eden park out or oval and watch there um you're gonna see you know some of the black cap stars or you know potential stars there playing in those games so it's you know to me um not a huge fan of t20 but um to me um our local super smash is is you know far as playing wise goes is up there with the rest of the t20 tournaments that happen around the world um just doesn't lack it just lacks the marketing and the hype of those other tournaments but the player depth and the players you know put what that the um, quality of play they put out there is is just as good as far as i'm concerned yeah so sunday the 3rd of jan head down to the uh, eden park outer oval for their for auckland's first time game auckland hearts against canterbury Magi magicians starts at 11 30 in the morning and then Auckland Aces versus the Canterbury Kings um, at uh, 3 p.m. in the afternoon. So, um, yeah, a full day of, uh, of 2020 cricket there. The whole point of 2020 cricket is it short. But the full, anyway, never mind. Um, double leaders, you're going to... Double leaders, hey, that's Some of the, um, the, the ladies' cricket, you know, with these double headers, that's great. Um, and I tell you what, even in those games, you know, you, you see some close competitions and, you know, good... Good, good cricket, good quality, you know. You can see the technical aspects of it. And, man, it's really great. Um, yeah. Oh, look, the women's game has come on leaps and bounds over the last couple of years. Uh, it's definitely worth um, worth, worth getting on to watch, to watch as well. Um, the So we should touch on South Africa versus England. That all sort of got cancelled and uh, collapsed at the end. Um, yeah. With, so I... I now, to me here, that this is one of the reasons that turned me off cricket. I, I loved. I, I used to sit through lots of Test matches and love cricket, until basically, and I actually, I really enjoyed twenty twenty. I used to be a member of, um, of Surrey County Cricket Club. Um, I'm actually a Yorkshire um, supporter, but living just two stops um, on the tube from the Oval uh, meant that we would go there uh, and watch um, watch county games when there's ourselves and about ten people in the, in the entire ground. Um, <laughs> But also, uh, so yeah, we members there went along to, to a lot of cricket. What got me though was then the clash between the T20 and the international cricket, where players like Gale would turn up basically without playing any of the warm games, just go straight into a test match because he was involved in um, one of the T20 leagues. Also, then he had the Champions Cup where he had the T20 teams from different leagues coming together and they'd have players who were like, oh no. Um, this player has, has has qualified with five different with with, sorry, with three different teams. Which one does he actually play for? Um, so to me, I kind of lost track. Uh, to, to me, uh, you you play for one team, and that's the team you play for. Now, uh, in a competition where competitions start overlapping, you play for multiple teams. It kind of loses its integrity for me. But anyway, that's what turned me off. But um, part of the what one of the rumours that came out of the South African one was that the England players 
refused to play. Uh, and it was pointed out that a bunch of the players um, were, were heading off to the Big Bash League. Um, and that uh, if they were to contract COVID, that would obviously impact their payday um, and their income from the Big Bash League. So, um, and hence the, and, and I say, and whether that was what drove the England, English, England players to say, no, they don't want to play the other T20s or not, I don't know. Uh, from what I hear, the ECB um, or, uh, wanted the, the team to play. The South Africans wanted to play. Um, but after one of the South African players got COVID, there was some false positives uh, tests that came up. Uh, yeah, that, that's um, just, just a suggestion, I guess, that, that uh, players not wanting to play international cricket because they didn't want to jeopardise their T20 cricket. That, 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 that's, to me, that's what's wrong with that. Yeah, if, if that was the case, I'd be really disappointed in that. Um, yeah, there's lots of, been, I've, I mean, I've read a lot of uh, stuff as well, um, why the tour got cancelled and that. And, you know, I think um, pre-show and that, we I messaged you and I think um, the South Africa, the temporary chairman of the South African board at the moment, as we know, there's heaps of issues over there anyway. Um, there's that. English team didn't follow protocols that were set in place um, and that and like you say there was you know even some of their players apparently caught well he was saying caught COVID because um, they wouldn't follow the rules but you know it, yeah look a lot of different stories yeah like Simon says yeah that's what I read who knows you know um, so for those who listen to the podcast Simon says that having a barbecue with people outside your bubble is not a good idea yeah. Well, very true. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, look, yeah, it's 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 sad. Um, you know, it's yeah, unfortunate. You know, obviously, there's been an effort made to get the series underway there, and we know COVID's a ish, big issue over there. Um, you know, in that way, like um, one of the Pakistan players I still got, you know, who was interviewed after they've come out of isolation and said, look, they actually feel privileged um, to be here and playing cricket, um, and especially in front of crowds and, and that. And, you know, he, he appreciates what the New Zealand, you know, his people in a country have gone through to be able to make it safe for them to come and play uh, cricket. So, you know, it's, yeah, you know, and you've got that in Australia now where the crowds are coming to the games there as well, you know, in limited numbers, but still coming back. Um, you know, as, as we all know, we've gone through a real tough year and we've had to put do things and that, and we're getting the benefits out of that now, you know, with being allowed to go to have group gatherings, go to these sporting events and be as normal as you can be <laughs> under the circumstances. Um, so, yeah, look, yeah, as I say, it's just sad that what happened over there. Um, but hey, let's let's enjoy what we are doing and you know what we can do and what we're seeing and the cricket we're seeing and just sit back and enjoy ourselves and and watch yeah what we have going on. As yeah, as we, we have the opportunity to do things other people around the world are massively envious of. So don't miss out on the opportunity. Head down to the games and enjoy it. As I say, I will try and be up in Auckland on Wednesday for Parnell versus Grafton in the club cricket. Weekend, I'm hoping to get to the beach volleyball in Mount Look, 
there's lots of different splits going on, folks. Get out there, support your sport, uh, and uh, enjoy it while we have the opportunity to do so. We might would be my uh, recommendation. Yeah. Aaron, thank you so much for joining me on the swinging from the hip. Hopefully, we'll have the uh, your the regular host back in Ashwin next weekend. Sorry, next month, next Monday yeah. weekend. Um, and uh, the experts. Uh, the, uh, um, and okay, we'll, we'll obviously we'll have some T20 to talk about next Monday. So uh, do join us for Swinging from the Hip at 8 p.m. on Monday uh, here on New Zealand Sport Radio. Thank you. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 